from Dawn Passage giving chase at shades of last year. Arkadimus from Dawn Passage, but Count the Rupee is descending on them quickly. And Count the Rupee takes the lead now in the gong of the 150. Nudges running home to second. And then came Yamazaki. But it's a local victory. Count the Rupee for Brock Ryan. Won it by two lengths to none. Happy Thursday, punters. Welcome back to another episode of Triple J Racing Weekly. Joined, as always, by Bryce Parker from the Sunshine State. How you going, mate? Good, thanks, mate. Thanks for having me. And um, ex- exceptional tipping yesterday from you, mate. It was uh, a very, very good one, four from four. So hopefully steering the punters in this weekend. And um, shout out to all the nice messages from, from people that we've received regarding the podcast. So looking forward to the future. Big things to come and spring's just around the corner. How are you doing, mate? Yeah, exactly right, mate. It is really good to get them that positive feedback. I know you got a couple of messages yourself, so yeah, really happy about that. And hopefully, we can um, continue tipping a few winners. I'm coming out of a pretty tough weekend, mate. Rocks and diamonds for me the past couple of days. Obviously, on Saturday, I uh, tipped up Smurnova, who was scratched due to vets advice. Quintello was pretty poor, and uh, most of my plays on the day there on Saturday didn't go too well. So lucky I bounced out of it on Wednesday. But how did you go on the weekend? Yeah, look, Kissinger would have been uh, would have been something. So I think it had its chance, mate. But at the same time, it was held up for about 100 metres, 150 metres. So if it had just kept that clear passage, I uh, probably would have won. But in saying that, I think if it was good enough, it was out in time. But yeah, mate, $46, it would have been nice. But um, $10 a place was good. But as you said, mate, a few things I thought would run well didn't. Quintello is pretty poor. A couple of other plain ones. Um, silent agenda, just my recipe didn't work. So, uh, looking to bounce back this weekend and hopefully hit some more things at odds. Absolutely, you can't be disappointed by that Kissinger tip, though, mate. He was still $26 on Saturday morning and, um, you know, come within a length of a win. So, yeah, that was a really good one on your behalf. Just a quick one, mate, on the missile stakes. Obviously, uh, it was touted as being a bit of a lead up race to the Tab Everest this year and. Uh, it was certainly a, a strange result, but uh, they went out really fast and, and obviously the fit horses seem to hang on there. But what do we do with the form moving forward? How do you how do you sort of go about that your way? I'm not too sure. Yeah, it, it was just a, a bit of a survival of the fittest. So I don't really know, to be honest, mate. I guess time will tell and um, see whether it stacks up or not. What, what, what did you make of it? Oh, look, for me, it's, it's certainly one to put put away in the bag. I think you just forget about it. Um, look, the way I saw it was, as you said, it was yeah. a, a really survival of the fittest there. I think uh, I got my own thoughts on the tactics of a few runners, and I know Prime Candidate Ryder uh, told the stewards that he tried to tried to bring the horse back in under him when he when he found the lead, but uh, I didn't see that watching the replay, and I think that there might have been a few tactics involved with that horse going out there really fast but uh look all the first up runners were disappointing uh they seemed to struggle and i think that was due to the tempo of the race i think the best run of the race from the fresh horses was counter rupee um so he was quite good but i mean every horse finished top four with with a fit horses so yeah mate, i think we just need to sort of forget about it and move on yeah i don't think the best horse in uh in that race won but that's it mate one of the next that's racing mate uh, so today we're going to look at uh, Rose Hill and Caulfield. Obviously, uh, a couple of group races there at Caulfield, and also a listed race at Rose Hill. Um, plenty, plenty of good races. I bought, I bought the two cards this weekend. Rose Hill is a soft five with the rail out seven meters. 
rain predicted over the next two days, so we should be on a genuine soft track. Uh, you've got one for us in the first race, mate, the Tab Highway, Class 3 over 1,300 metres. Who, who do you like in this one? Yeah, no, uh, $46. I'm sending out a couple of I sent you the replay, Louis uh, Matherin. And it was it was extremely unlucky, mate, last highway. It was held up for a good 200 metres, uh, lost by two lengths. I had it pegged as a wet tracker. And then its last two runs, mate, they put it back in the country and um, onto good tracks uh, on one of them. It, it hit the line really hard. Uh, yeah, this is harder, but I'm respecting the stable have just gone, look, we're going to put it back in the highway. It's gotten rid of that wet track tag for me. It drops it, it dropped six kilos from that BM58 that it was in, and it's got barrier six and J Ford. So I, I don't think it's a good thing, but it, it's a horse that's knocking on the door. I think it's just racing better right now. And if you go back three runs, mate, it's 2.8 2 lengths away from what I've been trying, and it should have almost won that race. So I think at the $18 mark, can't really go wrong. It's um, been in the finish, it's past three starts. So on a one-by-three basis, I think Jay Ford will posse midfield, and it has a good turn of foot, and no problems with the 1,300. So I think that's a nice start to the day, mate. Have you got anything for the highway? I, uh, I predict that we're going to be on a genuine soft track, so I think that'll suit Matherin as well, mate. But... Uh... Look, I think I do like the concept of Tab Highways, and I think this is a, a really competitive race. Um, it's one that I certainly don't want to tip anyone into, but if I did have to tip someone in, it would be a case of uh, inside draw with a horse really consistent at the moment and down in the weights, and you found that one, which is Matherin. So um, good luck to you with that runner, mate, but um, certainly no tip on my end. It's just a very open race and one that I'm not too keen to get involved in. I am keen to get involved in race two, yeah. though, with uh, Wave Rider Boy, number six. Uh, I just really like him getting out of the 1,300 metres here, third up on a much better track than his previous uh, first and second up run, which were on, you know, really bottomless heavy trucks. Uh, the, the form out of that fresh run has been absolutely franked with uh, Moyoshi, who won the next start. And then uh, Af Cabin came second in that race, just absolutely brained him at Sandown on Wednesday. So I like the form there. And I think the way that he raced uh, last start there at Rose Hill suggested that um, getting out to the 1,300 metres is going to be absolutely ideal. So looking forward to that. Gets barrier four, parking behind the speed and, and onto a soft track now. I think I think he's going to be uh, really hard to beat at the $4 price. Did you like anything in that race? And as you said, with the form out of it, mate, the horse that came third, I think from memory, did run quite well. I think it ran third or second as well on Wednesday. So... Yeah, everything behind it's run really well. It's hard to knock. I was on um, Wave Rider as well with your last run. I do trust the true crime form, so I've lent that way a little bit. Uh, I, I just think Natuno is a really smart horse, and this is coming out of that Natuno and, um, and, and Midnight in Tokyo, so it all kind of matches up with those horses. And I know it was a bottomless track, um, and Barry found the right part of the track and gave nothing else to look in, but Nash has got to be aggressive early, hit the front, in this race, so mate, you can make a case for so many of these. Like this is this is wide open. Back row is trial well. It has good upside. Stone coat must be in it if I like true crime and wave rider boy. No knock. I think it's still the one to beat. So I reckon it's uh, between the boy and, and true crime, mate. And I'm hoping Nash Nash just heads to the front and does, doesn't give them a look in. I guess the weather the better for it. And I just reckon that midnight in Tokyo forms outstanding. I, that race has proved to be really really strong form. So. I'm, I'm leaning that way, mate, but it's it's not something I really want to dive into. I do think Wave Rider Boy is going to be pretty hard to hold out. 
Yeah, it's a cracking race, right. mate. And, and speaking of open races, uh, race three here, the midway, over 1,400 metres, benchmark 72. Uh, you've got one for us here, mate. Who do you like? Yeah, so, and I know the draw is really tricky, but I've been red hot on Bel Espoir, all prep, and I'm not jumping off because you go watch the replay, mate. It's smacked to the line. It sort of it hit a bit of a flat spot. And then the last sort of 200 metres, it just picks up big time. And you can see our Dulles kind of aboard, and he goes, whoa, like, I don't even know if he expected it. It just throttled through the line. And what's interesting as well, mate, you see the 2.5 length loss margin. If you go watch past the line, Abdullah catches up to the winner and has a chat with the jock. And they're both sort of cruising. So keep in mind, mate, up to 1,400, I think that's an absolutely outstanding each-way bet. And watching past the line is really important racing. Left reeling was seven lengths past the winner on uh, on Tuesday. It was dead set half the straight in front of it past the line. So good luck beating left reeling next start. But yeah, Abdullah catches up with contributing factor about 100 metres past the line and chats to the winning jockey. That goes to tell me, mate, it, it almost wins the race with an extra 100, gets it here. Barrier 15 is very sticky, but if Abdullah can just ride it cold, which is the way the horse should be ridden, the way that it, uh, the day it was against Frumos, I tipped against Frumos, I was with Bellespoir, sat on the speed, no good. Back off the speeds, it's go, up to 1,400, mate, even luck and running, I reckon that is... It just looks the winner for mine. It's going to be steaming home late, 56.5 kegs again. Um, and it was it was horribly un, unlucky last start. Or not, not so much unlucky, but just needs further. Um, I, I'm confident that'll run past Nick Tock and it's a much, much better price. It's just the barrier that's uh, holding holding me back is the only thing, mate. Have you got anything in the race? I liked, I liked Bella Spire as well, mate, for Adam. I'm just a little bit concerned about the wide barrier in these midway events. I don't like being out there. Okay. Uh, one runner I was a little bit interested in was Macomo. Obviously third up for the Kerry Parker stable, but interesting to note that uh, he had a long spell from racing, about five months spell from racing, which is unusual for him. Um, obviously changed stables as well, but I think he needed a couple of pipe openers to get himself back into the groove. And Kerry's whacking the blinkers on here third up and taking him to Sydney. So I'm, I'm interested in Macomo. I think they'll shoot forward. I think a high-pressure midway might find him out and need one more run, but... He's a proven horse at this level, and I think that um, he's a half-decent half each-way shout there at the $21 and $5, albeit if you watched his last two runs, you would not uh, be keen to, to jump on. So, look, we are looking for improvement there, but I think he's an each-way hope. Race four, um, one for myself, mate, Conscript. I just think going to be really hard to beat here. Just think finds this race at the right time with a bit of a fitness edge. Uh, I think the two that we need to be looking at in this race is Conscript and, and Catlin. And for me... Conscript's third up, ready for the 200 metres now. It'll shoot forward and probably love this seven-metre rail. we got a Rose Hill. Catelyn is potentially the best horse in this race and the most talented, but she's also very inconsistent, hates any given the ground and needs a good four. She's under the odds thanks to the J-Mac booking, and I think if we get anything around the $2.50, $3 price about Conscript, I'm very keen, mate. Did you have any thoughts on that race? I think you've summed it up to perfection, mate. I, I couldn't have said it any better than you've said. So, yeah, spot on with your with your analysis there. Excellent. Uh, race five is the 1,400-metre Campbelltown Catholic benchmark 78. Um, I'm hoping you're tipping the favourite in this race, mate, because I think she's going to be extremely hard to beat. But uh, fill us in who you're backing here. Yeah, I... And, and to bring it up again with the left reeling bet, it, it's one of the things where I went into the race and I, I said, look, to myself, if this goes under, 
I can sit and say, hey, it's a heck of a bet. It's, it's a heck of a bet. Uh, and if with Frumos, it's one of those things where, look, if it loses, I'm not going to sit there and go, oh, that was silly. This thing should be a dollar twenty, mate. It is. It's a potential star. It's going to be in stakes grade. If it's had one too many and it just plonks and fails, I'm not going to sit there and regret the bet. I think two dollars is way over the odds. Um, Bowman's riding well. It'll be off the speed, and if it's within firing range, way over the odds. Shades of Rose looked a good thing a few weeks ago. Frumos looks a good thing on the weekend. What are your thoughts? Yeah, totally agree, Mark. I just think Frumos is very, very progressive. I think uh, flying through the grades. Chris Waller's just uh, letting her go through the gears and, and win races, and and you know you go through the. The record books here, you know, four-length win, two-and-a-half-length win, two-length win. I thought the win last start was her best, and I like that he's given her a little bit of a freshen up with a trial in between, just a bit of a tick over to keep it going. Uh, she comes out again here, and I, I can't find anything here that's going to beat her. There's a few horses in this race that have ability. Uh, I think Torfic Glass would love this to be a heavy 10, and Hope in Your Heart and a couple of other ones have bigger things in mind. So I think Frumos is a, a multi-leg for us. Um, obviously hard to, to back two dollar pops out right, but I'd... I'll throw Frumos into all multis and just hope that she gets the job done. And I think she'll relish the soft seven conditions. We'll skip to race seven now, mate. I've got a bit of value in this race. Um, it's the Canterbury Hurlstone Park RSL benchmark 78 over 1,800 metres. Um, I'm pretty keen on Mon Felicity at the $14 and $4 a place. Comes out of the same race as Lovely Esteem and Elusive Jewel. And I could find excuses in that race where she was held up for an eternity at an absolute crucial time, starting to build momentum and hit a brick wall. She wasn't able to pick herself up um, until very, very late, but, you know, wasn't really able to make too much ground late there. I just think with Barrier 3 this time around, third up, 1,800 metres um, for the second start in a row. I think she's going to be really hard to hold out here. And I think she's a great each way price. Mom Felicity with, a, in my opinion, a pretty big future. What about yourself, mate? Who did you like? Yeah, and, and we don't meet up before these podcasts, mate. I'm I'm speaking to um, Monte Felicity is one of them, and it's the true, it's the uh, the cruel summer form, mate. Because I'm all over that horse. I think that's a good horse, and and I, I beat it two starts back with massive gaps behind them. So I do trust that, and you're spot on. It, it was held up at a crucial time. Lovely esteem, every single possible last start, but. Just that weight drop, mate. That weight drop, the bit of the peak in the run, J-Max sticking, I, I took the fives pretty quickly. I think 370 is getting short enough now, but I think $5 was a great bet. Uh, Elusive Jewel's never put two in a row together. Um, and, yeah, how do you catch that thing? So I, I looked straight past Elusive Jewel, mate. Massive talent, good horse, never won two in a row. And I'm happy to back Lovely Esteem and uh, Monte Felicity each way. Sounds good to me. And I've, I've mentioned a couple of times on the podcast that I'm, I'm more of a replay punter and I watch a lot of replays. I do the same as a lot of analysts, you know, doing ratings and all that type of thing as well. But I just went to that last race and watched it a number of times. And I thought Mon Felicity's run was just as good as Elusive Jewel and Lovely Esteem's run. And we're getting $4 about one and $3.50 about the other two. So to me, it's a no-brainer. And I think Mon Felicity's on the way up, you know, third up, whereas, you know, Elusive Jewel yeah. and Lovely Esteem are a bit deeper into the preparation. So I'm, I'm very surprised that we're getting, you know, the price about Mon Felicity. But hopefully uh, she can get the job done for us on Saturday. We'll skip to the last race now, mate, where yeah. you're going to hopefully finish us off with a bang. Uh, it's the Guildford League's benchmark 78 over 1,100 metres. Um, are you tipping shades of Rosie or you think someone someone can give her a run for her money? 
am against. And I did think it was a good thing the other day. Got the job done in style. Dollar sixty. Um, yeah, not for me, mate. Because, and I'm furthest from a catcher with Rachel King. But Cloudy is a really interesting one, mate. And if we don't get much rain, you go have a look through its form on drier tracks. It's it's beaten Caracasu back in in Morfordville, beaten Translation in a Group Three in a stakes race. It's come back. And uh, if we are speaking ratings, it's run bang on the same rating shades of Rose did last run, first up. So if there's any improvement in Cloudy, ratings aren't everything, but geez, it's run on par with shades of Rose and it was only first up. Any improvement here, it can go mighty close at the 16s. My only knock is the time that Rachel King was aboard, it was just fighting her all time. So yeah, I'm, oh, it's, uh, I'd probably prefer Gibbons on, but speaking of, I'm also going to back quick tempo, mate. If you go watch its replay, it reeled off a very good last 200. I think it was the fastest 800 to 200 of the race. was 0.8 away from Mel Tai, just missed at the right time. It just got held up fractionally, but this is a good horse. It's one third up. It likes juicing the track, and Dylan Gibbons is riding like a madman. He got another three today. It'll go all the way down to 55.5 with Gibbo board. So cloudy and quick tempo can be very dangerous for Shades of Rose. And Shades of Rose, no knock, but it does tend to do things wrong. I just can't. I can't have it at $1.60. I'm ready to back both of those each way. Have you landed on anything in the last? I think that's a totally fair comment you made there in regards to um, you know, Shades of Rose. And look, the big easy beat Shades of Rose two starts ago and meets it better at the weight. So, you know, to give the, the price difference there is a bit outrageous. But look, I thought the horse improved out of sight getting Jay McAvoy last start. I thought Jay Mac rode it like a winner and probably had the right feel for the horse. And, and I thought it was quite impressive. There's no chance I'm touching a dollar sixty. Um, it'd be, I can guarantee you on Saturday, there's going to be a, a, a load of multis that'll be frumos into Shades of Rose and uh, a lot of punters on board that. But Look, if I had the back one right now, I'd be on quick tempo each way. Uh, as you said, the claim with the yeah. Dylan Gibbons aboard is great. I think uh, Barry and I won't be too bad. Cart across and get a spot. Um, probably be more rain the better, but I really like that horse. And I thought, as you said, you mentioned it before, was probably one of the runs of the race out of that last start. So quick tempo will be the one for me mm. each way, mate. But um, I think Shades of Rose will be hard to, hard to beat there. We'll head down to Victoria now, which is Caulfield, where we're racing on a good four currently with the rail at nine metres. There is rain incoming, and I'm expecting a soft track. Um, I've got one for us in race three. I'm really keen on the Kieran Ma trained She's All Class, $2.40. Um, I absolutely loved her return. First up for the new stable, carrying a massive weight and chasing Chain of Lightning. He won again last week against a horse I've got a lot of time for in fire, so I think that form's good. I know the stable was pretty keen on She's All Class's um, chances when she returned. Not sure what's happened in between. There has been a little break, and that is a bit concerning. However, this has got to be her race. I think this is, you know, this race just sets up so well for her. Barry, too small field. She won't have any excuses in the straight, and I think she's going to be too strong for him. Um, I do like Hellfest as well, trolling very well in Sydney and going to win some races this preparation. But I'm pretty keen on She's All Class, mate. Did you, did you like her as well in race three? Yeah, definitely. I, I haven't uh, tipped her up yet. Sort of just umming and ahhing about the price, but certainly um, really hard to beat. I think that should be odd, on. Awesome. And in race four, mate, Invincible Jet. I uh, 
I tipped him up first up at Mooney Valley there, and I thought he was an excellent, excellent performance, and he was about a similar price to what he is now. Um, I said to some members on my service that he'll die the last 50 metres, and it's exactly what happened, and that's because he's a, he is what he what his name is. He's a jet, and he goes out that fast, and I think he's got added fitness here, which helps, um, as does the rail being out nine metres. That'll help him because I think he'll cross and lead. He's just that type of horse, um, and he's a horse that I'll only back when we're getting that good each way price about him because you know you can envision him at the end of every race he starts being weak and you just got to hope that he's done enough work for you and if he gets in front you know you got a little bit of insurance there that if you can finish second or third you still get paid out so i thought invincible jet was really good first up and in for a pretty good preparation and uh, i'm interested to hear if you agree or if you, you liked anything in that race yeah it's probably in second it's a really tricky race probably in second for me and one i've, I've throw a bonus bet on i'm just i'm respecting the extremely lucky form just because i think that horse is a superstar i am ben a i've, I've been on it since its first run um it's maiden win was enormous and then came out um after, and it's run second to sarah Deese and then it's uh it was definitely not in the right part of the track again it's extremely lucky with a, a two and a bit month break off I, I really do trust that form um 1200 i think is probably better um, because on its maiden win at 1,200, it just smoked home. It's probably short enough, though, mate. There's, there's a really open race. And as I said, uh, Invincible Jet, land on the speed, put itself out of trouble, and um, it'll be a query at the finish. So I think they're the two for me, mate. Lady of Honour, um, massive chance first up as well. Pretty, pretty wide open, that race. But Invincible Jet's good odds. What about race five, mate? The uh, the Vane Stakes, which is a group three event over the 1,100 metres. And you're keen on one here for us. Yeah, this is uh, sticking with the, they usually say, use your head over your heart, but I'm staying with the heart and I'm going to alpha. I, I, I do think it's a good bet as well. Um, you can pot it a few ways, goes up and trip. I just think it's an absolute, it's an absolute uh, speedster and it'll go straight to the front. There's a lot of speed on here, um, but I'm just happy to stick with it, mate. It's one of those ones where it's a horse that can rip through the grades Yes, you've got some dangers here. Semillion, Cannonball, they're both first up. Uh, Alpha One is rock hard fit. Um, Gig and Kick's dangerous. Spacewalk has a good form. So it's a handy race, but, mate, I'm happy to stick with the Alpha. If a horse gives me three wins in a row in a prep, I'm not going to not be tipping it. What about yourself? Yeah, I totally agree. And it's just, it's an interesting race here, though. And, and you sort of mentioned, uh, you nailed it on the head there with the, the fitness level of the horse. And I think sometimes you see, horses and you you know that the rider's going to have to earn his paycheck and, and Damien Lane's going to have to do that here going going from 955 to 1100 metres he's going to have to somewhat harness that energy and 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 turn him turn the switch at the right time because you know it's one thing to burn up all your energy early and get a couple of these first up horses off the bit and chasing early however you know if you hurt your own own horse and have him weak at the end of the race so it's going to be an interesting one but I think he's Surely gained a bit of confidence out of what he's done this preparation, and he's been absolutely braining over the shorter trips. Soft track will be no concern. The nine meter rail will likely help him because he'll, he's just so fast out of the gates. He's such a good horse. Um, I like the each way price about Similion as well, who I, I thought the trial was quite nice the other day, and, yeah. and I think that he'll race uh, pretty well first up. So there's a couple of ways you can play the race, and I do think that this 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 race is full of good horses. There's a number of uh, future winners in this race, so. $3.50, yep. I wouldn't want to take any shorter than that, though, about Alpha One. Absolutely. Race six is the Cosette Stakes, which is also a Group 3 race. It's over 1,100 metres as well, and it's for the uh, 
for the females. Uh, who do you like here, mate? Dead set. I reckon this is one of the hardest races I've ever come across. Um, <laughs> it's, it is absolutely stacked. And, um, you know, if, if you get the winner in this one, uh, you're doing well. But, look, I'm going to have a crack because I was pretty keen on winner takes it all first up. And I know with the wide draw and a few things need to fall into place here, but you go through its form and it was really good last prep, second behind Sweet Ride, and then just didn't really handle the heavy. And um, I just reckon Bistro's going to run a cheeky race from one, mate. That return was super. Just nabbed by winner takes it all on the line. I do trust that form. Um, it wasn't far off See You in Heaven. It's a good little horse bistro, and it'll um, head up from number one. Epar's a bit of those. I mean, it's a it's got a stack of upside, mate. But it's it's on risk, isn't it? Because its last two runs have been terrible, absolutely woeful, and it's trolled up a storm. But bear in mind, it trolled up a storm before both of those woeful runs. So. I wouldn't talk you out of backing it, but I wouldn't. I also don't want to back it because it's on trust. I'm loving you. Um, I won on uh, last prep and it's got plenty of upside. And I'm really interested to hear your thoughts, mate. Lady Laguna, if it gets a bit wet, it's, uh, it was right behind Fireburn. So if we're talking just purely form, it's uh, third behind Paris Dior, third behind Fireburn, and she's extreme. That really yeah. brains these, doesn't it? So it uh, wants a wet track, but I'm keen to hear your thoughts, mate. This is dead set wide open. Yeah, this is an absolutely cracking race, and I totally agree with you. And it's it's one for the trial perv, which which is what I call myself because I love watching trials and whatnot and stack of first-up horses here. And I think the ones that have had a run, uh, Bistro and Winner Takes It All, I think that that's because they they probably need a run under the belt and take on a race like this at the 1100. So they went the shorter trip first. There's a couple of runners here that uh, surprised me at the odds. One's I, I was the same as you. I thought Bistro's run was quite well there first up, but then now you got Jamie Carr jumping off Bistro to ride Waltz on by, who I thought was really good in in uh, her first preparation and down in the weights. Barrier two, she'll do no extra work and park in a fantastic position. So I think Speed Map is going to be um, play a massive part in this race. So I like Waltz on by's odds, and and you mentioned one of the ones that is trial and fantastic, Lady Laguna. I, Twelve dollars and three seventy. I'm I'm very surprised about that. Um, you know, she was quite consistent there in Sydney over that last preparation. She had one poor run to her name, but she had excuses that day. And she's had two trials leading to this. And the last one was albeit on her favourite ground, heavy going, but she was fantastic. And you know, it's probably unfair to pen her as a wet tracker this early in her career. So she's won on a good track as well. I think, I think Lady Laguna is probably the value play in the race. Um, but number seven, Lady Laguna and um, Waltz on by the ones that I'm sort of half keen on, mate. But as you said, it's what a ripper race that is. Absolutely. And with Lady Laguna, uh, and I mean, Lamandra needs to come into play on, on debut as well because it trialed right behind it. But as you said, it was caught wide, no cover and a heavy deck, but, but pen that run, third behind Paris Dior, third behind Fireburn, with She's Extreme just in front of it. I mean, what would Fireburn be in this and She's Extreme? So if um, Lady Laguna might be one of these ones where you, you sort of try not to think too much into it and go, best horse in the race, $12, it could win by quite a margin if it's good to go. So I don't know, mate. I'd probably, if I'd reshuffle these markets, I'd have that Ebar's <laughs> price and Ebar the price of Lady Laguna. 100%. I'll be having something on Lady Laguna if she holds this price 
as the day goes on. And, and there's just a stack of speed in here. I think Laguna will come across from barrier eight and, um, you know, park up in a good position. So this will be a race where I look at the odds and what's going on with the track and make a decision. And I will be betting in it because there's some serious meat on the bone in this race. Uh, mate, that rounds us out for our selections for the day, but I'd love to hear your thoughts on your best bet for the day. Uh, mine is race five in Sydney. I just think we take the $2 odds about Frumos. I just think she's too progressive to ignore, and I think she finds another really suitable race here. Um, she's going to be going straight into the deep end of some pretty big races coming up, and I think that we've got to take a little bit of, uh, you know, take a bit of the short odds on the way up because she looks a real winner, and I like the booking of Hugh Bowman. So, Frumos is my best bet for the for the Saturday, mate. What about yours? Um, yeah, I was uh, pretty keen on Frumos as well. So, <laughs> just for that purpose, um, look, uh, I mean, my next best, uh, Bella Spire in race number three. I know it's barrier fifteen. And going to need even luck in running. Um, but I I prefer that to barrier one for it. I, I prefer it to be out wide. Abdullah will just take it straight, dead to last. And if the track's playing somewhat fair and they can run on, I tell you what, mate, anyone that has time, go watch that Bellis Fly replay and watch that last 200 metres. And just seeing him talk to the winning jockey over the line tells me what could it have done if it, if it had an extra 200 metres. So... At $12, mate, I think that's going to be smoking the pipe out the back and absolutely throttling home. Sounds good, mate. And you got a, the right price about Bella Spire there in those midway events, 12 and 360. You don't want to be taking short, short odds horses in those types of races, so I like it. Mm. Uh, mate, I was meant to mention earlier in the podcast, but I forgot all about it. I'm running a punters club down there at Kemble Grange on Saturday, my home track, and I'm really looking forward to that. And uh, I've made the decision on behalf of Triple J Racing and, and our podcast here that I'm going to, we've got a punters club running at the moment that's building and, and building into a pretty large kitty. I'm going to be putting a $50 each way bet on both of our value bets from the podcast. So no pressure, mate. Hopefully you can find a good one for us. But my bet is going to go on Mon Felicity in race seven at Sydney. Um, I just think that hitting this 1,800 metres third up is the right uh, the right move. I think it has the ideal draw. I think Tommy Sherry's riding fantastically at the moment. I think a soft track will suit her. And yeah, I'm really keen to see her improve from her last start effort and hopefully um, get the chocolates for us. So $14 and $4 a place is my bet there. Who have you got for us? I mean, the temptation was to uh, to sneak the psychiatrist in at $61, uh, <laughs> which is well and truly over the odds. But um, yeah. I'm going to... Put in the hands of this player, mate, in, in race three, Rose Hill. As I've touched on, I think it's clearly the best horse in the race. Forget that run with Frumos where it sat on the speed and knocked up. Um, it's been smacking home to the line. And in a midway, this is the kind of race where uh, you see a lot of things backed in late uh, and a lot of market moves. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if Bella Spire goes into five or six dollars. And Abdullah, uh, I just think it'll go to last. And as long as they're peeling out wide, I'm very confident it's got the turn of foot to run over them. Excellent, mate. So Mon Felicity, $50 each way, the $14 and $4. And Bella Spire, $12 and $3.60. They're two excellent bets to kick off our punters club. And uh, that one runner that Bryce spoke about, we have we have mentioned it to each other today about the ridiculous price psychiatrist in race eight. Um, I think that he's a, a cult well well over the odds here in race. What did I just say? I said race eight, yep. And uh, I think it's worth a little spec each way at the $61 and 14. I think he's a ridiculous price for a horse that trialed excellent coming in and, and was really good first up last time around. And just one other runner, mate, that I wanted to talk you into. 
Um, fingers crossed that we get no rain around for the next two days because uh, one one horse I'll have a share in with a couple of Triple J racing members. Headstock's going around on Saturday at Kembla Grange. Uh, race three, Barry Eight. Louise Dayaboard gets out to the 1,200 metres, and I'm really hoping that he's uh, ready to go here. He's obviously on a little bit of a quick backup on the 10 days, but um, he's a horse that we're all excited about. And, yeah, hopefully he goes around and, and gives us something to cheer about in the punters club there for um, for Triple J Racing members. Thanks for joining me again, mate. I hope you have a great weekend, and uh, hopefully we've found plenty of winners for, for listeners. Absolutely, mate. And um, just before I let you go, I've just got a little sneaky one for Sunday as well. Um, if anyone's uh, having, having a little dabble, uh, Narrowmine race eight, and I've got a lot of time for this horse when it races at Narrowmine. A magic Zariz is the wild chap of Canterbury. It is the, he's the horse of Narrowmine. He's five from six at the track, and his only loss was by 0. 0.006. And this horse, and most of these, mate, are in uh, features just like this. Uh, he's got the apprentice, bit of a wide draw. But if you're five from six on a track and your only loss was an absolute eyeball or a nose hair, uh, we're getting $10, mate. $10 to make it six from seven. So, wild chap went around at tens and made it four from four at Canterbury. And I'm seeing this much the same, really keen each way. Talk about wild chap at Canterbury, mate. They should make a statue of the bloke there. He absolutely loves the place. Should be called the wild, wild chap grandstand up there, and uh, yeah, magic's <laughs> absolutely killing it. Wild chap at Canterbury, and yeah, magic's Riz does have some fantastic statistics there. So, hopefully, if I'm not too hungover from running this punters club, mate, I'll be able to watch that race at Narrowmine. But we'll see how we go on Saturday and Sunday. All right, mate, thanks for joining me, and have a great weekend. <laughs>